1: You're listening to Thursday Trot's
0: Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon.
1: Welcome back to Trot's Life, and no, still no Roy Roots Junior. So unfortunately, we're not going to be able to catch up with Roy. I've got a few minutes to kill here off the text machine. Big fella says, fingers crossed, race seven at Melton tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, where's the gold goes around? He's got an interesting rival, Jason Grimson horse, second up from New Zealand at Melton tomorrow night. Hopefully you're out there, big fella. I'll be there, so uh, I'll be judging. So it'd be nice to uh, catch up with you. I might even be able to get you up into the judges' box. Had our great mate Stu uh, was there last weekend. He was able to wander up and have a look over the shoulder, and I could show him how the judging happened as well. So... If you're there, big fella, uh, let me know, uh, either on the text machine or not. Now, Steve Cleavis just tweeted something out. I was talking about the Vic Frost uh, interview yesterday, and he said, what a great interview. That was the race that really got me hooked as a kid too. And as I had no one else, I quickly dialled the number of Steve Cleve. He picked up the phone and I said, just hold the line, mate. I'm going to throw you on air in a sec. Steve, how are you and whereabouts are you today?
0: I'm very good, thank you, Toby. I'm uh, just on the... Freeway driving down to HRV offices. We've got a bit of media training
1: on today. Yeah, we just had Darren Carroll on. He was about to do the same thing, actually. I I just throwing you under the bus. Uh, sometimes people don't answer their phones, unfortunately, but that's the way harness racing work. That is, trots life, things can come up, particularly when you've got Inter-Dominion runners and horses everywhere like Roy Roots Jr. does. But I wanted to ask you about your recollections of that 1992 Inter-Dominion. If that was the race that really hooked you, tell me a bit about it, mate.
0: Yeah, that was probably the first group one race meeting I'd gone to as a kid. Um, I'd been to Moody Valley a few times. My uncle had horses racing when I was really little, and but never a race meeting like that. And I just remember the car park being absolutely packed, and it took us forever to get into the track, and uh, I'd followed it fairly closely as a kid. I, I used to study, you know, races, like, you know, just off the back of my head. I just would not stop looking at them and going through them, and... And Westbound Grant was one that caught my eye because I knew going into the last heat he had to run third to guarantee a spot in the final. And when he ran third, I thought, "Wow, he, he hasn't hurt this horse once through the, you know, the whole uh, series." And he then became my one to follow for the final. And when he came out and won, it sort of, you know, just cemented that what I was seeing was. Correct, and it was such a a massive night. It it really cemented that that's what I wanted to do. I really wanted to be
1: involved in that. So how how old are you at this stage? Like 14 or 15, I'd imagine. I'm sort of half-guessing your age here.
0: Yeah, uh, it was 92, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yep, yep. Yep,
0: so I was born in 76. So yeah, I would have been 15 going on 16.
1: Yeah, and it was an amazing series for a lot of reasons, but... He was, and I think I said it yesterday, he was almost a forgotten horse into the final, like he would had three really soft runs and once he pinged off the gate, which he always seemed to do, Westburn, Grand and Led, it was almost a foregone conclusion. He was, you'd sort of think if on Betfair, it would have been a $1.80 chance after 200 metres.
0: Yeah, correct. And I think I do know I had a little sneaky bet on him and I think he was like 10 or 12 to 1 with the bookies. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was a nice little collect, which also helped, uh, you know, trigger <laughs> the interest.
1: So so what What was the next step for you then, mate? What I thought you worked with Johnny Cowdo first. I'm going off memory here. Did you end up approaching someone and trying to get a gig, you know, working at a stables?
0: Uh, no, I was already working at stables. I was working – I first worked with Tony Peacock when I was 13. Yeah. and worked with him for a couple of years and uh, then I went down to Gators for 12 months um, but as I said, I hadn't been to any big Group 1 meetings we'd sort of just been to Metropolitan Racing and that sort of thing but yeah, no
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. massive
0: nights like that and uh, and then when I turned 16 I went up and worked for John and Jack Caldo for four years
1: Yeah, okay, so I was on the right scent then at least
0: You are on the ball, absolutely
1: and other memories from that night? Anything else stand out to you? Do you remember William D winning the Trotters? Or well, the Trotters would have been the week before, wouldn't it, back then?
0: Uh, no, don't remember anything else. As I said, it, it's just one thing that stuck in my mind was, was Westburn Grant, pretty much because I sort of, you know, followed him and picked him out in the heat and, as I said, just... That feeling that we don't get to see now, when when you look back at those old videos of Mooney Valley days and yeah. Popular Arm and some of those horses, where the car park was just a block, and you know trying to get through the tunnel from you know the centre of the track into the you know where the bookmakers were on the rails and that, it, it'd take you forever, and we just don't get to see that anymore, which is a real shame because that atmosphere is is what really gets you, you know, your heart pumping and makes you want to get involved into it.
1: You didn't pinch pinch uh, pinch the counter off the hay bale and check the distance of your track this morning or anything?
0: Uh, no, I <laughs> I did measure out my track when we built it, but I went and bought a measuring wheel. I didn't go as far as Nick, that's for sure. But he's uh, very cluey, no doubt about that.
1: That was unbelievable. That story, wasn't it? And I you just sort of I didn't know the answer to that question when I asked it, but but how would you? You you're so specific with how you trade a horse. How'd you measure it? And how's, how does how does I was, I was astounded how he worked that out. It all made sense, but yeah, astounding stuff.
0: Yeah, you uh, make do with whatever you've got on hand, I suppose.
1: That, that's right, mate. All right, I'll let you go, Steve. Thanks for five minutes, mate, and good to get another memory from that night. And uh, yeah, it was. I think it was a very popular chat with Vic, and lots of great feedback off uh, Twitter. So uh, have a good a good day today, mate, and I'll catch up with you sometime soon. Will do. Thanks, Dave. There's Steve Cleve, a colleague of ours. He does plenty on SEN. He's on every Monday with uh, Jason Bonnington reviewing from the Metrospective Review. And I do like how it sort of flows along the week now with a few different voices. We miss Nikita. I'm gonna oh, we do miss Nikita. John nodded his head straight away then. We do miss Nikita, actually. But uh you gotta take everything has its positives and negatives and uh, the loss of Nikita was some sort of a negative, but the positive is now uh, Steve Cleveland on a Monday, Dan Malecki on a Friday. You're stuck with me on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and Jay Bond has the Tuesday to himself. We've got a bit of a you've got something different on Trot's life every week. So, and they're not all for everyone, but some are for others, and some aren't for others. If that makes sense. Big fella says, "Grass Toby, we are going out to Melton tomorrow night with my brother and my father. I won't say what you called him, Big fella." I'm bringing them out to have a look. Would love that opportunity. Yeah, um, I'm sure you'll be fine getting up the stairs, big fella, and maybe your brother. um, I'm not sure your old man will get right up the stairs all the way to the judges' tower. It is some sort of a place to uh, watch the trots from. And, yeah, it's interesting, I think, for people just to see how the judging is done as well as... Um, it's a lot more, it's a more precise and exact science judging the races than what people think and what they see on computer screens, uh, when we upload photos and when we, um, also when we, uh, you know, uh, put them on sky channel or something, when you see those photos and nowhere near the quality, uh, that, that, um, that we've get, you know, they, they might be in 150, 150 times. But we can zoom in up to sort of 800 times and get really close in. That's the end of the first hour of Trot's Life. Thanks to Ryan Duffy, Darren Carroll, Tim O'Connor and Steve Cleve on moving day with those recollections. The first at Melton is about to go. Uh, If you're interested in that, go listen to that race, come back and we'll catch up with Mick Gurin on the other side.